0: Up from the depths comes a prehistoric creature of massive proportions. Yet some say he is barely in the movie. In this week's episode of John vs. Phil, he'll be tackling the dark and grounded movie that generated the Monster Verse. This is John. Versus Godzilla 2014 Hey and welcome to the first ever episode of John vs. Film My name's John Of course And Today we're talking about Godzilla 2014 Um, This month will be about the monster verse movies figured since November is the month of Godzilla's anniversary. It's fitting to do Godzilla month. And I'm also a huge Godzilla fan. So we'll start off with just my thoughts. And then later on, I'll go find some reviews online. Hopefully some that like conflict with my opinions to make it a bit more interesting. Um, so, Godzilla 2014. It obviously came out in the year 2014. I, I, it would be weird if it came out in the, 20, in the year 2015, yet everybody called it 2014. But, anyway, I really enjoyed it when it came out. It felt, because back when it came out in theaters, I was in senior year of high school, and the only other American Godzilla movie we had... To go off of At the time was Obviously the 98 Godzilla movie Which You can argue whether or not it actually Has Godzilla or not Some people argue it does And they're They're entitled to their opinions For sure You know I I just don't agree with that opinion (laughs) To say the least So You know it's interesting watching it nowadays, in hindsight, after we had three other MonsterVerse movies, which again, we'll be getting to uh, later in the month. I, I figured this is going to be more of a weekly podcast anyways, or that's the goal. And it's going to be just a more a chill, lighthearted thing. But anyway, uh, I, I'm not going to be like super serious about this. I, I want this podcast to be fun. First and foremost, just kind of a chill thing that I can do uh, every week. Anyway, back on to the movie. I I need to stop being uh, egocentric and stop talking about me and my podcast for a second and actually talk about the movie. But again, going back to the movie. Godzilla... 2014 was very exciting, you know, to see in the theaters and see Hollywood kind of redeeming themselves a little bit, you know, showing promise that, okay, they can actually pull off a Godzilla movie. They can actually depict Godzilla accurately and not like how they did with the 1998 version. That said, now that we've had. More movies come out since. Um, in this, uh, not only Godzilla movies, but in the monsterverse itself, it, it's definitely not. I, I don't want to say it's hold up as well. It's just, I think the perception of it hasn't uh, has kind of diminished. Like, I mean, I, st- I think it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. Um. But I think it's also the worst of the Monsterverse movies. I, I'm not, I don't think I'm alone in saying that. Because, and that's actually kind of a good thing for, like, the Monsterverse as a whole, with this being a good movie, yet still being the worst of the series. It means that, like, you know, it just keeps getting better from here. And it's interesting to see what. Um, how this depicts the kaiju in this movie. Before they were called Titans. Um, let's start off with what I like. And obviously, I think the biggest strength of this movie is the skill scale like my god i that was a spectacle treat to see in an imax screen like they gareth edwards really did a great job of depicting the scale of these monsters i mean you look at godzilla's entrance with how he like comes up from the ocean creating tidal wave and then you get the flares going up to the sky as you you know and the flares don't even make it to his head you just get to the his neck you see how absolutely huge Godzilla is and that's what made this movie very exciting like this like this is how a hollywood Godzilla movie should be because since hollywood really has a you know a really great budget you know they have the money they can do what um i mean no disrespect to tokusatsu i i love the genre of course um i love the genre now i love suitmation now but you can't get the same sense of scale with a guy in a suit like you would in this movie and they absolutely nailed it down and it's even surprising that you know the year before we had Pacific Rim and the kaijus are huge but like the kaiju were huge back then as well as the Jaegers but here it's it feels so much different it really like, it just doesn't, it doesn't only look huge, it feels huge. It really feels like us. like a massive, uh, god-like uh, creature. Just, oof, it, it's, it, it really is a spectacle. I do think the third act fight is really good. Uh, and some of the cinematography I really enjoy. Um, I really. I actually kind of dig the color scheme of the movie uh, with this, you know, grounded, grayish, brown, reddish, you know, color it seems to have throughout the movie. You know, that seems to be the color. It gives it a little bit of a more rustic grounded feel i guess um i actually do enjoy i, I kind of like the muto the muto designs a bit they're not my favorite monster designs but I, I really like uh their face especially with the red eyes um they do follow the same trope as like the cloverfield monster but I don't mind it. Tropes aren't inherently bad. Um, of course, Brian Cranston really did steal the show in the first act of the movie. Uh, by the way, I need to say spoilers. <laughs> I should have started off with that. So if you're watching this podcast, or, well, if you're on YouTube, I guess you're watching it. But if you're listening to this podcast... <laughs> Um, that, yeah, spoiler alert, I'm going to be spoiling the movie, but it's, what, seven years old already? I mean, jeez, man, it doesn't feel that long ago. But, yeah, Brian Cranston, his character, his acting, he just does a great job. I do think the act, all the actors do a good job, but Brian Cranston, he, he got the golden goose because... Not only is Brian Cranston a really great actor, he also got the best character in the movie. By far. And, of course, uh, there's no disrespect to Dr. Sarazawa. He, he's a fan favorite and he has the coolest quotes in the movie. But, Brian Cranston, like I said, he steals the show. Um, yeah, and the action's good, like I said. Um, so now let's get to the stuff that I don't really like, uh, or don't care for it. I think it's the human characters. I think that's the biggest, um, downfall of the movie, or... At least the one that doesn't work as well in hindsight. Um, I think it's because of a lack of... A lack of... I don't know. Urgency, maybe. I I mean, urgency is not the right word. Um, I'm trying to think of it. Apologies. Uh, While I'm thinking about it, uh, I forgot to mention I do like the music. I think the music fits the movie very well. It's not something I, Like a lot of the tracks I won't listen to Outside of the movie But overall I do Really Think the the music Fits and that opening Oh my god I forgot to talk about the opening I I, <laughs> I can't believe I forgot <laughs> To talk about the uh, Opening and music And the stuff I like But anyway uh, back to why I don't like about the movie, I, I okay, it's the passiveness. The a lot of the human cast has a passive demeanor, um, in terms of the plot, they're just kind of reacting, they don't take much of an active role, and it's fine for most of them. But the one character that really should have uh, needed a more active motivation was Ford. Brody, uh which is played by Aaron Taylor Johnson and is the son of like the character is the son of Brian Cranston's character Joe Brody. And yeah, it's Ford's Ford's a pretty boring character, not gonna lie, and I think it's actually kind of an easy fix, really. Um because the problem is he doesn't have that strong of a motivation in the movie or like it would be fine like uh, and see that's why part of the reason why a lot of people including myself didn't like how brian cranston character like brian cranston's character died in the at the end of the first act of the movie it, one the marketing <laughs> blew brian cranston Up by no tomorrow But Again It really was Like The thing is Joe The character Joe Brody He had an active motivation He was actively Seeking out You know Like the mystery of the Power plant disaster That happened Years ago, uh, the name's escaping me, but he had a goal and he was driving it. He and it would have been fine for Ford at the time to be in the passenger to Joe. Like that's a fine, you know, the beginning. And I think you know, again, a lot of us wanted to see Joe. Um, Stay alive Because he was the most active Character In the movie And I I heard somewhere That they didn't want to Keep Joe alive Is because They didn't want to Make it silly like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade Or something like that Which I think is a I think is ridiculous but Again, I think there's a there was an easy fix to this that you know, where Joe died still in the movie, yet we could have had a more like uh interesting movie or at least entertaining. Entertaining is the better word is if you change Ford's motivation after Joe's death. Because the problem is While, yes, for momentarily, Ford is affected by his father's death, throughout the rest of the movie, his motivation is to get back to his family. Which makes the Mudos uh, and Godzilla attacking San Francisco more like obstacles. Um, Just not even, like, kind of roadblocks. Not necessarily antagonistic force you know like there's not they don't because of that motivations not that strong it creates a weak conflict between Joe and you know the kaiju who are just being in a blockade but even then you get like moments where Joe's uh, Joe gets to mainland after the Hawaii attack and he joins up with the crew. Because. To. Stop the monster. But it feels like. Wait a minute. Aren't you, don't you just want to get back to your family. Uh, and. I don't buy the logic. That helping them out. With. the Delivering the nuke to the. Widows by train. Is going to help. I think it's. You know like it doesn't help the motivation it feels very illogical in fact it's like you're trying to get home yeah you, this is not this is obviously not the best way home um so what what is my easy solution or you know what should be Ford's motivation then in my opinion i think his motivation should be to get revenge on the budos because I think that would be a very much a stronger motivation that forces Ford to become the driver instead of a passenger to the to uh to the movie and the plot. Um, because it will change the context a lot. Instead of Ford going by train to San Francisco, you know, to stop the murals to try. To get back to his family. He's, he wants to be on that train. Because he wants to kill the monsters. That killed not only his dad. And you also have to think about it too. Ford. Now, not only did you lose his dad. He also found out. That his mother's death. Wasn't just an accident. It was caused by these creatures too. The Mudos. Killed both of his parents. The male Mudo especially. So again, if his motivation was revenge, and there was the con- and there could have been an inner conflict between, you know, and with himself to get revenge, or to get back to his family and try to protect it, and have the consequences of him going on that train to get revenge cause what we see in the movie where L. Get stuck in San Francisco in the middle of the attack. See, that would have been more entertaining. That would have been more, you know, like it would have given Ford a more active presence in the movie. And it would have also given a, a bit of a character arc to show that, you know, revenge is not the right way. Um... And it would also go into the theme of the arrogance of man is thinking nature is in our control with Ford trying to kill these creatures, trying to get revenge, trying to take control. And we as an audience would actually, you know, sympathize him a bit more because we can, like, again, the, it's just that him trying to get back to his family, it's relatable for sure. But when, again, these decisions are made, you can't really sympathize with the character as much, and it makes the character feel boring. But if it was revenge, you know, like we can emphasize a bit um, more with him wanting to revenge, you know, get revenge for his parents. That's like, we can understand the pain of loss, especially the loss of parents, because it's a, it's a pain that most of us will have to go through, unfortunately in life. Uh, with either parents, grandparents, it's it's more relatable, you know. Like we can em- we can emphasize more with that pain than we do with the urge of just trying to get back to their family. Which again, it's we can all relate to. It's just not as strong of a emotion as Revenge For Like revenges Um and Yeah I think that's the biggest Hurdle there Um The other thing Other two things I didn't like Um I know a lot of people Talk about How They don't like it When the monster action Is cut away to the humans And I think this movie Really started that a debate. I think in this instance, it's a very justify justifiable argument. Um, I don't want to get into it now, but I don't necessarily agree with the, you know, with the whole stop cutting to the humans um, argument. I'll probably do a video on that sometime in the future on my YouTube channel, but. Anyway, I think in this movie it's a bit more just is more justified and I actually agree with it because it's not just cutting away to the humans, it's cutting away to a different scene in the middle of the action. Um or like when the action's about to start, uh, start, I mean, um and I'm trying to forward it. It's I, I I get what Gareth Edwards was doing was trying to do, trying to build up tension, but it gets very annoying when we're about to see an action. Like we finally get the monsters, we see them, we're about to clash, and we cut away to a different scene. That gets annoying. Like it's especially the first time. I think like with Godzilla's appearance, it's like oh my god. You know he's finally here. It's been an hour in the movie. My goodness, we finally get to see him in action. Cut away to a different scene entirely. To a scene that honestly is, um, which could be cut out in the movie. Like that small scene where it's uh, L. Brody and their son, Little Brody. I forgot his name. Where they're In their apartment And they see the Monster action on TV We don't But here's the thing We as an audience Don't want to see it You know The action On the TV We want to see the action Now I get it Not having it be I can get it being a, Like a short fight You know That could be a fun, But I think there was A better way of teasing Us than Completely, like as soon as Godzilla appears, to cut away to a different scene, and it what, and if that was the only time, it would difference, but it feels like it happens so many times in this movie, um, until the third act starts to really kick up, where it's just like, it it gets annoying, and I think uh, and my final, big complaint with this. Movie, I guess. I mean, I'd say big complaint, but... It's not that huge, but... It's not... It's definitely noteworthy. It is... The movie is called Godzilla. And, and no, it's not the... Oh, it barely has you know Godzilla in it. Argument. No, my argument is... The movie doesn't really have Godzilla as the focus. Really the focus is on the Mudos. And again, like I've loved Godzilla movies. I've watched all of them and I'm I can understand Godzilla not being in the runtime uh not in the movie for most of the runtime, but it's the way that they handled it here that makes it feel much more noticeable because a lot of the movie is focused on the Mudos as it seems the Mudos are the ones driving the plot forward. Um, and everyone's intention, like the human characters are on the Mudos, like where the Mudos going to be doing. And even that buildup, you know, with Godzilla, it's just Godzilla is used as an example of, you know, Oh, that these creatures exist. You know, within the first act before we get to see him. But yeah, even then, it's like Godzilla just feels like a side character in his own movie until the third act, maybe, you know, when we get to see more of him in action. But again, it's a lot of the focus is not on him. And that's what drags it down. Now, I feel... Maybe a better way. It's kind of hard. There's not really an easy solution. To this one I think. I think one way that could help. This you know. That problem is if like in the first act. You know. And they do mention it. You know it's like could it be him. You know at the very beginning. When they see uh, skeletons in the cave. It's more. Like when they get the calls. Like when we. No, the Mudo calls, the uh, EMP bursts. there maybe have it be that they're afraid that's going to awaken something worse, a.k.a. Godzilla. Have the Mudos, I guess, instead of Godzilla just responding to the Mudos, have the tension be these Mudos being active is going to bring something a lot bigger, a lot scarier and a whole lot more meaner Um. until they realize within movie that Godzilla's nature's order. So we can start with him being this terrifying threat initially into something that we as the audience and the human characters realize he is not our enemy. He is here to bring Back order, you know, from the disruption. I, I think that's one way of fixing it, I guess. Um but overall I I do enjoy this movie. I watch it from time to time, but it's um I think it has aged a little, especially since we've you know, in comparison to the other Monsterverse movies. But it's still a fun movie. Um, Oh, I forgot to mention, I really like the atmosphere of this movie. It's also, it's a very atmospheric, grounded movie, I want to say. You know, and that's, I think that's the charm. And I think this, again, seeing the, you know, the monsters, you know, in that giant scale really is the wow factor there. Because no movie has, no monster movie has really done it. Like Godzilla 2014 did. Uh, But yeah. I I still enjoy it. It's just not one of my favorite Godzilla movies. Alright. With that out of the way. Let's uh, get on to some reviews online. And see what they have to say. Hopefully I can find ones that are pretty funny. As long, like, I guess I'll do a quick introduction of it. I am, like, I'm going to essentially just find, ran, like, reviews online. Hopefully ones that differ in my opinions. I probably said this earlier in the podcast. But I also want to throw in some, you know, user reviews. Some maybe not as well thought out reviews. You know, just to poke fun of them a little. but. Yeah, it should be fun. So in like in a second or two, I'll be back with more podcast. <laughs> um and hopefully with some reviews that I can like online reviews that I can debate and discuss a little with. Alright, so we're back with uh, John versus critics. I guess I don't know. I don't know what to call this. Um, call this part of the show yet? But essentially, I found some reviews, mostly user reviews, online. Just a handful of reviews um, that I'm going to pick apart and uh, debate slash pick on them a little bit. I chose mostly negative reviews simply because I favored this movie more in the positive realm, and for one. So it's interesting to see more of a negative view on these. Also, because I think it's a bit more fun to pick pick on the negative reviews. I, and when I mean negative reviews. I don't mean just uh, people who don't like it. I try. But I mean like the ones that like hate this movie. I I think those are the reviews I want to pick on the most. But I will throw in some negative um like legitimate negative criticisms that people have made and probably just found but again just a handful. Uh and hopefully this should be fun. Now this first one is from IMDB uh the user DJ Aiken The title is The Worst Movie. Um, Starts off with saying, I thought I had seen some bad movies, but the new Godzilla takes the cake. Spider-Man 2 was terrible, but not nearly as awful as Godzilla, which, whoa, okay, hang on there, buddy. One hot take at a time. (laughs) All right, we're we're not doing Spider-Man 2 yet. That's December. All right, that's, we'll talk about Spider-Man 2 when we get to No Way Home, but let let's stick with Godzilla. All, right. All the things you see in the previews are fake. Not true, only some <laughs> some of the clips um like seconds were fake or were cut out. Um Brian Cranston dies early on and has a role that is demeaning for such a brilliant actor. I will agree, him dying early sucks, I mentioned that before, but I don't think the role is demeaning to the actor by any chance, it just, it sucked that his character was killed off, I think he's a great character, Uh, and Bryan Cranston executed that character, you know, brilliantly. If you are expecting to see Heisenberg from Breaking Bad, don't get your hopes up, there is no similarity between the two characters. Okay, okay. Um well, so yeah, I know the marketing was, you know, really promoting Brian Cranston because of Breaking Bad's success. But I don't think people were genuinely expecting the character Heisenberg, you know, to be facing off against Gus. I I think people were like, "Oh, Brian Cranston, I've Seen him in Heisenberg Or they might call him Heisenberg You know because they saw Breaking Bad But I don't think anyone was like Oh my god Yes I I, I want to see These exact characters They're showing me this exact character Going to golf Against Godzilla Wow Like uh, uh, the... <laughs> I, I don't think there was meant to be any similarity between the two characters. I think they chose Brian Cranston because he's a good actor. Uh, anyway, continuing on with the review. Oh, and the Moth Monsters. No, no, uh, that's... We're not getting to any Moth Monsters until 2019. Uh, or in the podcast, I guess. And two weeks from now, King of the Monsters is later. I mean, but you're jumping up to different movies, there, man. Come on. Um, anyway, they were obvi- they were so obviously fake-looking that my nephew could have made them on his iPad. Well, to be fair, people do make 3D models on iPads, so I, I I'm not doubting your nephew. I think, hey, you know, I. I would love to see it. I genuinely would love to see that because I think a lot of people can make great stuff on iPads. So, eh. um, like don't, don't knock that off. Uh, yeah. I mean, over time, it depends how old the nephew is. Of course, you know, like you can do 3d modeling on iPads and they turn out really fantastic. Um, Anyway, continuing with the review. The CG these days is just terrible. I'm not sure who directed this movie, but the way it was directed was extremely poor. To each their own. I mean, I I have problems with some of the choices, but I think overall Gareth Edwards did a good job. Um, The casting for the movie was awful as well. Whoever those two main characters were, were very miscast. I don't think it was a problem with miscasting. I think it was just a problem with executing like the writing department. I think they just they weren't very interesting characters. So I don't think it was the actors fault. I think they were perfectly cast. It's just again the writing fell flat. Oh and about Godzilla. Did he knock planes out of the sky? No he didn't. Damn. Man, you know, I, I that that's a good point. Godzilla did not knock down any planes in this movie. He knocked down a bridge, but that's not a plane. <sighs> he, this person might be onto someone with his one-star rating. That was an EMP. I am furious that this movie was made. I, I do find it funny that people like get legitimately mad about something you know was made. I, I don't get it. I I legit don't get it why people are like, "Oh, you made this movie? Oh, it, so, it makes me so angry!" I I don't get it. I it's it's a movie. The Godzilla monster screamed, and it was so obviously a rip off of dinosaurs that I laughed um ac- actually uh, it was interesting with Godzilla's War I didn't mention it that they decided to do something different than the you know was considered Godzilla's War but I do think I I remember actually watching a behind the scenes video of how they made the war like a while ago like a very long while ago, but I do think the war that it was a modernized version of the classic war, and I had no problems with it. But I can see people having issues, I guess, with the war. Understandable. Uh, When Godzilla started breathing fire like a dragon, I laughed my ass off. You might be the only one laughing in that theater because... Um, one, it's not fire, but I, I let, me, let my nerd self uh, shut up, but I, I do get, you know, the aesthetic did make it look a little bit weaker, but in, in this movie than we've seen, like in my previous Godzilla movies, but you, if you are in the theater, holy crap, that was one of the most amazing like when Godzilla uses his atomic breath in the movie it was those were some of the most awesome moments in the movie but I guess comedy is subject uh, subjective <laughs> how much of a ripoff is that can you saw smog can you saw smog that that's can you saw smog well, again, you are jumping to different movies there, my friend. Um, but to answer that question, no, I don't think you can, Sauce smog. I think um, The Hobbit established that his body was pretty impenetrable. Um, other than that one weak spot he had where you need an arrow to shoot at that very particular scale and I don't think a saw is going to fit through that scale and it's just I don't I don't think a saw is going to work uh on smog I'm sorry the ending was terrible also Godzilla just swims off in the ocean oh and the ocean turned into a tsunami when Godzilla appeared yeah right there is no way that would happen well, there's no way a giant radioactive monster would appear in real world, but you don't see any of us complaining. I, I, I'm kind of laughing just because that's a that's an interesting point to like make. <laughs> just oh yeah, like that would happen. You know, a giant monster creating huge waves and flooding. You know, a city, that will never happen. But the, the creature's existence can't happen. So, it's just... A, I don't know, some of the complaints are are hilarious. Uh, everything about this movie was beyond terrible. I should have skipped this movie. Shame on the director for making this movie. My life is truly a tad worse for having... Experience such trash. Shame on Gareth Edwards. Shame. Shame, 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 shame. Shame. Because he directed a movie. You you direct. Shame. Shame. How dare you. Direct a. Movie that's what didn't like. All right, and also by the way, just to let you know, don't go off harassing people. I, I guess you know, part of it is I I gotta be careful as well. Like I I'm making fun of the points being made, not the person. I don't know the per you know these people. These are public reviews, but again, don't go harassing people. Uh. But we can make fun of bad takes I Like if I make a bad take Or somebody doesn't like my take Or makes fun of my take I don't care as long as they're not Like just don't don't harass people Anyway let's continue forward This is from Letterboxd Half star uh, uh, Rating uh, The .5 is for the Rad Godzilla fight at the end I respect and this is from... Uh, by AOL Tech Support. So, it's good to know AOL Tech Support. They're still around, alive and kicking. Uh, kicking. <laughs> Sorry, I stutter a bit. Um, otherwise, this is a pile of dog shit and military propaganda. Hmm. I don't really see the military propaganda point because so my problem with that statement is that we got the character Dr. Sarazawa actively you know argue like he argues with you know the military's decision to use nukes he's the other voice i don't think this is a pro military propaganda but anyway continue screw these people i hope the filmmakers stub their toes and only get served cold stale coffee wow that that's harsh i thought the last review was harsh on the director for shaming him but no that that's worse Telling the filmmakers to sup, that they should stub their toes and only get served cold, stale coffee. That that is harsh. That is some of the harshest things you can say about someone. At least he didn't tell them to go step on a Lego. My goodness, some people are ruthless. Um. All right, another letterboxd review by Jelson. Boo. This sucked. This was just a bunch of absolute nothing. It seriously felt pointless. Why did everything have to happen at night? Why was everything so dark and colorous? Uh, it just blends right into the endless sea of gray, unoriginal, mid-2000s to mid-2010s, wannabe Michael Bay-ass army guy action movie. Blu-ray shovelware crap that you can find dusty pallets of the back room at five below. This felt like it was created for the sole purpose of being manufactured into a Blu-ray to be included with a new Sony soundbar in 2014. Alright, so... I want to bring this up. I I will get with the dark and colors feel, you know. I get I think that's a subjective point. That's fair. Some people don't like how it is. But I do want to pick out the why did everything have to happen at night? Because as a con Like this is the thing that this movie really started was the nighttime Battle debates that keep happening I personally don't have a problem With nighttime battles But A lot of people do seem to have a problem With the fights being at night Um I I guess I want to delve into that take a more like it's own video Um Because I have thoughts about it But It's interesting Um But Wannabe Michael Bay army guy action movie. Now, uh, I got problems with that because I've seen Bayformers. All right, I've seen the four Bayformer movies. Um, those I could get, and this one, no, not so much. I feel, I I feel that. Gareth was pretty tamed compared to Michael Bay, and I felt that there was some weight to it. Um, I guess I can get the pointless part; some people might see it as pointless, but it's not—it's not like Michael Bay. Um, so yeah, I just, there was just a couple points I wanted to bring up with that one. Oh, and I forgot there was another part. Of the review My bad <laughs> So let's read the rest Um The characters were all dumb and useless Did not give a crap about any single one of them It felt like there was minimum effort To make any interesting character The dialogue sucked And none of the actors felt like they gave much of a crap Um I can't really argue with um, the dialogue, I guess. I thought the dialogue was fine. I, but I can see maybe why some people wouldn't like the dialogue. Um, but I don't think the characters were dumb and useless. Or the dialogue sucked. I think the problem is that it, there are a lot of the dialogue wasn't interesting, other than uh, whatever was coming out of Brian Cranston's mouth and whatever was coming out of Dr. Sarazawa's lines. Because, I mean, everybody knows, let them fight. That was a big meme back when that movie came out. And let's continue on with the review. With the single exception of poor Brian Cranston the only once actually acting. I think it meant the only one actually acting. It might have been how I pasted it. Anyway, and he is acting his cra- you know butt off reading crap lines. Being this goofy character, he was so much more entertaining to watch than anyone in this film. And that made him feel like, he did not belong at all to an extent where it was, at times, really funny. I can see that. I mean, you know, it's kind of hard to argue with some of these points because even though I favor this movie more positively, I genuinely do understand the negative points. And I guess I can see, you know, Brian Cranston being like, Just really giving his all, which, you know, I I don't, not to disrespect, you know, the other actors at all. I think the other actors did a fine job, but everyone agrees Brian Cranston was the standout. I guess, you know, yeah, I can see how it could be humorous to an extent. Anyway. He could not save this movie if, even if he wasn't killed off in the first 25 minutes. Actually, it wasn't 25 minutes; that it was probably around the 45, 50 minute mark. But we'll we'll leave that, we'll let that slide for now. But I'm watching you. Um, all right. The pacing sucked. Things just kind of happened. There was no balance between tension and payoff. Things that were supposed to be suspenseful didn't feel that way at all. Character motives made no heckin' sense. I'm trying to censor myself, but I'm probably doing a bad job. I probably shouldn't, but... Um, screw it. Uh, I I want this to be entertaining for all, but we'll see going forward. Maybe I'll say the F word. Or maybe I did say the F word and I forgot. Um... See how this goes, but I don't think I think the pacing felt a bit slow. I will give it that. Um, I felt like hmm, the tension again, I think probably stems back to what I was saying with my own thoughts is that I felt like the cutting away to a different scene. Hindered it, you know, and I felt like there could have been a better way of executing what Gareth wanted And anyway, this review finally ends with Blah, 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 I don't know why I even write these, who cares I care I care a lot This movie was, but all right, no, way! I said ass before. So this movie was ass. Go watch Shin Godzilla instead. You know what? That is a 100% agreement right there. Maybe not the instead part, but definitely the go watch Shin Godzilla. I 100% agree with that. If you have not seen Shin Godzilla, do yourself a favor and watch it. It's a generally great movie. Maybe not a movie for all, but I genuinely go watch it. Uh, this this is my favorite review from Letterbox. This is from, mm, yep, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce it. But anyway, um, this review is just simple. It says that Godzilla looks silly. <laughs> oh, that Godzilla! <laughs> Oh Godzilla. You and your brother Godzuki. My goodness. What a, what a charming you know duo. I'm really glad that Godzilla really got his debut in this movie. Uh, I I just like that little review. Um Going back to IMDb. This is awful Drek, That's the title. From Darstar. I can't believe someone could mess up a Godzilla movie. But they did. The older movie with Matthew Broderick is much better than this, than this news fest. Don't waste your time. Now, this isn't really a special review. But it does bring up an interesting point. Is that there's kind of like discern blindness to us Godzilla fans. Like us long time Godzilla fans who have like watched these movies since we were kids who watched most, if not all, of the classic Godzilla movies, like or all of the Godzilla movies in general. Like we have this vast knowledge of Godzilla's history, but we kinda have this blind awareness that some that a lot of people don't know about this history and that there are some people who genuinely think that there was only one other Godzilla movie that came out before 2014, and that was the 1998 Matthew Broderick movie. Now, again, it's arguable that's even a Godzilla movie, but I digress. But yeah, it's very fascinating to think that there probably are some people that genuinely believe that, you know, back in 2014, that this was the second Godzilla movie when in reality this was the... I, I don't know... Uh, it was upper twenties. There's a lot of Godzilla movies. Alright. We got another IMDB review. Godzilla's too fat. Maybe he ate too much Mac Fries. Whoa. No fat shit. No, you know what? I don't I don't get why people think this Godzilla looks fat. He is those aren't like, he doesn't look fat. Like I legitimately, he looks like a big beefy dinosaur dinosaur that will, you know, wreck. you. Like those aren't, that's not a belly. That's, those are some abs. That's a six pack. Again, I, I generally don't get why people are, you know, it's like, Oh, he's fat. Also, again, Do you want skinny Godzilla? We tried that before in live action. It didn't work out so great. And Godzilla is not really meant to be a skinny guy. He's most of me. He a big beefy guy. Anyway, this review is from F- 25. Uh, 25 I'm getting to feel all legendary films. Oh, I'm sorry. air quotation, legendary films, movies, have poor production values. While certain CGI looks splendid, most others make a mockery of logic. The Godzilla part is just too cartoonish and the human side cannot coexist in the same frames as the the monsters. Godzilla is so huge his stamp could have caused the tremors that can kill people and his Gruntling can upload eardrums but still all the people seem to be able to run off to safe safety and easily. I think that's more of a this maybe Godzilla's is not for you maybe just maybe all right um because again there is there is an inherent silliness that I know not a lot of us, you know, kaiju fans want to admit, especially fans of the nineteen fifty-four movie, that there is a genuine inherent silliness to just there being a giant radioactive dinosaur. It's inherent; it's an inherently silly idea. But if executed well, you can make that what's inherently silly into something very meaningful. And very and have like a lot of weight, you know, and be dark. Now look at me talking about other movies. Let us stay track on 2014. Anyway, person continues with movies such as Jurassic Park make a better comparable scenes of people with respect to Godzilla's gargantuan movies. The movie is just too commercial and cliched. I get that. The scriptwriters chose San Francisco to be the converging point of the monsters so as to get maximum building destruction and moviegoer excitement. I don't know if I can. How can you argue with that? I mean, that's just kind of an assumption, not a fact. You don't know why the scriptwriters chose San Francisco? Maybe it was for them. I don't know. I hate them. I feel Roland Emmerich did a better job with his version of Godzilla. Uh, if I had a whistle, I would be whistling right now. Uh, that's a foul. That's a foul. You, you don't say it. that that's a bad take. Um, because, again, genuinely, a lot of people, I feel like this Godzilla respected, you know, the Japanese original and the other, you know, the Japanese Godzilla, the source material, way better than Roland Emmerich. But again, it might go back to the argument that this person doesn't know there's, you know, Japanese Godzilla movies. Who knows? Now on to some Metacritic ones. Um, This one's a middle review. Gave it a five by a Triv twenty-nine. And I picked this one. Um there's a reason I picked this one. And let me say why. Uh, this movie should be renamed Anything Else Beside Godzilla. Where was it? Planned story with no real excitement. The visuals were good, but I just wish the movie focused on the big lizard instead of those other things. And I think that is a very Very fair criticism. I, you know, and even though I'm like debating, defending, you know, debating these, you know, public online reviews. I guess you know there's no better way to say it. And kind of defending the movie, I wanted you know highlight that there is a genuine, like a lot of them are genuine criticisms, even if they're way too harsh. But this was a fair, simple review. I think. This sums up a lot of people's problems, even some of my own problems with the movie, even though I favored the movie more favorably. that This well, this is a good summarization of why people genuinely don't really care for this movie, and I think it's a fair criticism. But enough with that. Let's end off with a 0 out of 10 from Metacritic. Um, this is from Spinky John. What an No, sorry, not the John part, just Spanky. Uh, That was a typo on Google Doc on my part. Um, Spanky goes and says, What an absolute disaster, not only as a Godzilla movie, but as a monster movie in general. Harsh, very harsh. Godzilla is literally on film only about 15 minutes. Yeah, he was less than, uh, Godzilla's appearance in Invasion of the Ma- of the Astro Monster, a.k.a. Monster Zero, was like less than 10 minutes. So, <laughs> anyway. The spectacular final fight takes place at night in a black cloud of dust. You can barely make out any of the action taking place in the dark. Now, sir, did you watch this on the Blu-ray transfer because if you did I'm sorry that's a that's a criticism on the transfer they did a bad job with that um, but also really harsh on the you know it's a disaster of a monster movie in general like maybe I can understand the Godzilla parts but I think it's a good monster movie because there is focus on the monsters It's just the problem is it focuses Too much on the monster That's not in the title Of the movie um, Continue on with Spanky's review This is really a film About a Navy man and his relationships With his father and family Godzilla is a background for This family drama This movie reminds me of the terrible First Hulk film Ouch Horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, that might have been a typo. I think he forgot to mention that the movie was horrible. I don't know. I, I felt like he thought the movie was horrible, but I don't believe that they did. Um, but, with Godzilla being a background character, I, I yeah, I think problem. Like I mentioned before, it just it has the movie has a focusing issue, but this isn't the first time Godzilla's a background for something, you know, to a drama. I think the first one, there was you know a love triangle in the forefront, you know, it's just that Godzilla had more of a focus on that one. Godzilla was driving the plot forward, and the love triangle was driving the characters forward, as, as an example. But anyway, that's it for this week's episode. I hope you have fun. Um, hopefully I keep this up on a weekly basis. On Hopefully I can get the kinks out. I, I'm pretty sure there's some kinks left. But this is all for casual fun anyways. But anyway, thanks for listening in. I hope to see you next week on John vs. Film. Take care. On the next episode of John vs. Film, we'll be going to Skull Island, where we meet a lovable cast of Vietnam soldiers. But will critics agree? Also, I hope Kong doesn't get too mad at what some people have to say. Make sure you stay tuned for some more monster goodness.